Welcome to Love Letters from God. I am your host, Jennifer Mitchell. If you are new here, welcome. I am so glad you're here. I want to explore with you love notes from God. These verses in the Bible allow us to see God's will for our life. Each month, I will choose a series and find Bible verses that will help support it for the week. I created a simple way to explore each verse, allowing us to dive deeper into the message. It is the B-I-B-L-E method, and it will help you understand His Word, His will, and your purpose in this life. I'm going to recap the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. This is found in chapters 37 through 50, and it is a very powerful story and a great example of hope. Joseph was Jacob's favorite son, which made his brothers very jealous. They sold him into slavery and he was taken to Egypt and faced numerous trials, including being falsely accused of advancing on Potiphar's wife, which imprisoned him. But despite the hardships, Joseph held on to his hope and was faithful to God. And through a series of events, Joseph's ability to interpret dreams caught the attention of Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt. Pharaoh had a dream that he just could not shake, and Joseph was the only one who could interpret it. The country was going to prosper for seven years, and after those seven years, there would be seven more years of famine. So Pharaoh elevated Joseph to second in command behind himself and had Joseph prepare the country for the leaner years. So two years into the famine, Joseph's brothers came to Egypt seeking food. They did not recognize Joseph, but Joseph recognized them And instead of seeking revenge, Joseph forgave his brothers and provided them with food. This led to a heartfelt reconciliation where Joseph revealed his identity and shared the message of hope and God's providences. Joseph's story illustrates how hope, faith, and perseverance can lead to unexpected blessings and restoration despite the dreadful challenges. It's a story of redemption, forgiveness, and the fulfillment of God's plan in the midst of adversity. The story of Joseph's life is probably one of my favorite stories. He was an overcomer 
that didn't allow people to decide his fate. He allowed God to fix the wrongs that his loved ones did, that his master did, that his fellow co-workers committed. And he was blessed beyond measure. He was eventually reunited with his family. You see, the world gave up on Joseph, but God never did, allowing Joseph to see the hope. Joseph knew God would provide. This month, we've been studying the attributes of the Holy Spirit. In week one, we saw that the Holy Spirit will reveal God's secrets. Week two, the Holy Spirit will bless us with gifts and talents. Week three, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual eyes. Week four, the Holy Spirit guides guides us in our prayer. And our lesson for today to finish up our series is about hope. God gives it to us through the works of the Holy Spirit, showing us that God will never fail us. His everlasting love will give us the strength to keep going. And when we fully trust in his ways, we will receive blessings. Our verse for the week is found in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, reading from the NIV. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we hear the word hope, what do we think? We think that there's a chance, right? I hope you get the job. I hope you like the dessert I made. I hope you feel better soon. We say these things because we wish for good things to happen, not knowing the outcome. May the God of hope, Jesus is our hope. He paid for our sins and is the bridge to the Father. Guys, as believers, we don't have to guess where we're going. We already know. May he fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. Let's read verses 1 through 13 to better understand this verse. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, 
but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement that they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on the behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made in the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the people praise him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will have hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul is writing to the Romans. In the later verses, we see the backstory of this letter. In verse 19 and 20, we see that he is currently around the eastern Mediterranean area, and his time there is about to end. Because in verse 23 and 24, it shows that he plans to visit the Romans soon. In our text, Paul is reminding us a few things. The first thing is found in verse 1. If you are strong, meaning if you can help your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, we should do so. Now, we need to do it with love and not with an agenda. The second theme is found in verse 2. Each of us should please our neighbor, meaning that we should support one another. When a brother and sister is struggling, give them a helping hand. And this doesn't have to be monetary. If they are sick, or maybe they had a procedure done, bring them a meal. 
if they need help with their yard, mow it for them. If they need someone to take them somewhere, offer to drive. If they need a babysitter, offer to watch their kids. Too often we think, I don't want to be convenient, inconvenienced. But if we're not busy, why not? The third thing that Paul wants to show us is also found in verse 2. And it is that we should always build our neighbors up. Too often we focus on the negative of others to make ourselves look good. Christ says, when others do this, it's directed towards him rather than us. The fourth scene I saw was in verse 7. We see spiritual unity. We believe in the same God. This bond unites us as one body. And the world is already against us. We don't need to be fighting each other, too. Paul says we need to accept one another. We need to accept everybody's race and gender and age and disability or whatever else. The fifth thing that I saw was found in it, verse 8 and 9. We must accept one another. Paul says Jews and Gentiles. That means everyone, and that includes our enemies. The Jews hated the Gentiles. And Paul says, you two need to unite. And just a side note, when I say the word accept, I'm not saying condone. Accept in this passage means to show love. We need to show love to our enemies. When the world controls us, it keeps us weak. It keeps us distracted from the Father and from seeing from seeing the hope that we have. Don't let these issues cause division. And the last thing I saw was in verse 9 through 12. Paul uses passages from the Old Testament showing that God intended the Gentiles to worship him too. His free gift is for everyone. Whether we deserve it or not, God says, I love you. And sin, sin cannot continue to separate us anymore. Let's dig into our verse. May the, may the God of hope. Earlier, we defined the hope as being Jesus. But the word may is a wishful benediction, a wish for it to be possible. We say it in our 
a closing of our letters. May God continue to bless you. May your children be healthy and happy. Paul is praying that God continues to work in their lives, giving them joy, giving them peace as they continue to trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope in the Bible isn't wishful thinking. It is having the confidence and the assurance in God's promise. As we wrap up, I want to remind you never to put your hope in yourself or in the world. God is our only true hope. He is the one that we can trust. And even when things don't go our way, we know He will work everything out in His glory. Allow peace and joy to fill those are through you as He works everything out for the best Here are a few verses if you would like to explore this topic a little bit more on your own. The first one is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And the second one is Hebrews 11, verse 1. Use the Bible method to help you get a deeper meaning of these verses. Thank you so much for checking this out. I hope this gave you a deeper understanding of God's love. We have a Facebook page called Love Letters from God. Please feel free to share your thoughts on these verses that we explore. Share this with your family and your friends. Allow this program to reach others who might need it. Remember, we are to share God's word with one another so they too can have a relationship with Christ. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next Tuesday.